This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Yeah, you caught me, dude. I think I'm dying here, man. Welcome to the 3B Video Deep Cut Podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Aw, yeah. It's that time again for another bi-weekly podcast with your hosts, Rotten Roger DeMarco and 3 d <laughs> 3D, baby. Uh, yes, that is right. We are back. Not at Camp Crystal Lake. We're on the other side of Camp Crystal Lake this week. We're over at Higgins Haven. And it is time to get into that early 80s craze of the third movie of the franchise being in 3D. Aren't we clever? We are so clever. (laughs) It's the most clever thing you've ever seen in your life. But uh, we are continuing our trek through Voorhees territory. Voorhees a jolly good fellow. and uh, (laughs) Voorhees, he's a jolly good fella. And I cannot wait because uh, this is the one. This is the one that uh, most people don't realize they're referencing, and then it turns out they are referencing this movie when it comes to Jason uh, getting his hockey mask, having the slacks, the penny loafers, and the green shirt. So this is where it all starts, folks. I have no idea where he gets the uh, the loafers. I don't feel... I, the rest of the clothes, <laughs> you're assuming he takes off the grocery store man. But yes. <laughs> uh, I don't see him having the loafers in his in his repertoire. Much like I don't know why Shelly, for like, oh, a weekend away, let me pack a, uh, a snorkel, wetsuit, and hockey mask. Like, it's just... And spear gun. <laughs> it's like, put a blindfold on and just grab random shit in your place to pack for a weekend is what it seems like Shelly was doing for this. Yeah, I think we've determined that Shelly and uh, uh, McFly in part four, really, they bring picnic baskets... There was nothing in those picnic baskets except Coke. Well, uh, I, I, I believe I believe uh, Chris McGlover did bring just a small shoebox of cocaine, but it looked like <laughs> it looked like Shelly brought a goddamn like magic case, like the same like <laughs> like it looks like a luggage case that came off that fucking train in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> like he could crawl in there and disappear or some shit, and he plays it like that. Like what's in there? Like my whole world. Yes. You want to look Stick inside? Around. Stick around and you'll find out. Uh, he is a... Let's just go ahead and get it out, you know? Shelly's Shelley's kind of a creep. He's kind of a fuckface. And, uh, you know, albeit he's a misunderstood fuckface, but he's still a fuckface. He's the Eeyore of the Friday the 13th movies. Oh, woe's <laughs> me. Yeah, who I'm wants not skinny the, enough. Who wants to date a chubby fro boy? <laughs> I'll just hang out here. I think this was Larry Zerner's first and only acting credit, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because he was a, like a movie ticket taker when they were like, hey, you wrote a part and we totally see it in you. <laughs> Would you do it? <laughs> Would you be the chubby, annoying piece of shit like you are in real life, you chubby, annoying piece of shit? <laughs> we looked at you and goes... That looks like a sad individual. I bet he doesn't have a single date white lined up. Let's see if he wants to be Shelly. You pizza face fuck. Uh, Damn. And he and he is 
the reason we get the iconic hockey mask. Now, that is, in film, he's the reason. Yeah. But uh, behind the scenes, that's something that's up for debate still. Oh, yeah. There's, Everyone argues about it. There's still people like, let's just cut all the, the horse shit. I came up with it. And then someone else, mm-hmm. like three seconds later, is like, no, 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 no. I came up with it. It's like the fight. It's, it's the Montreal screw job of the fucking horror movie world. Like, who came up with the finish? Like, I didn't know. I didn't know. We did. That's right. We did together. Uh, one of the guys, I don't know, fucking Toronto Maple Leafs fucking goalie mask. Goalies! Yeah, he got a, got a goddamn goalie mask in his car and just suggested, well, why don't we put this on Jason? Supposedly. Supposedly. Uh, I we believe can neither that. confirm nor deny, but yeah, that seems the most logical, right? I like, totally, put something on his fucking face. I totally believe a Canadian would just have hockey gear in his trunk at all <laughs> times. On. Just, just in case, man. You never know when a game might break out. Yeah, you know, uh, you got to have the stick. You got to have the goal. One Canadian you gotta have is, everything. One Canadian goes down, two will rise in their place to take the place on the ice, man. Everyone up there knows how to play hockey. Yeah, uh, shout out to Groovy Movie. I, I imagine that he drives around and has... Hockey gear and syrup in his vehicle. I guarantee that man has maple syrup in his blood and has at least uh, two sets of hockey gear pads in the trunk of his car, just in case this shit shit happens. In the glove box, you know, you just got your emergency reserve of syrup because you just never know, right? Uh, shout out to all our Canadian brothers and sisters. Not to out mention there. the levels of hockey sticks you have in the house. Like, no, that's a historic hockey stick that was used in Game Six of the Stanley Cup. This over here, this this is the one I this is my everyday hockey stick. This is the one I use, you know, to sweep the fucking floors, shoo away raccoon shit like that. No, that's that's my current gaming stick. That one is for games only. Yeah, no shit. Um, so surprisingly, there is a lack of hockey sticks though in this movie. Uh, we will get to the hockey sticks. It'll take a good while, but it'll, we'll, we'll get to a hockey stick. Yeah, we will eventually get to a hockey stick. At least one, one. that I know of off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, can't talk about this movie without talking about, uh, you know, last last episode, two weeks ago, we talked about Jenny being uh, like a, a revered final girl. And in this movie, Chris Higgins... Uh, I don't know where she ranks with you, dude, but she is quite possibly my least favorite final girl. She does not. She doesn't do much in the grand scheme of things. She doesn't. I, I just. She's not a very likable person. She comes across kind of. You know. She's another sad sack. She's kind of bitchy. I don't know. Come on. So I don't she, know about how you feel. She's potentially dealt with a uh, Jason rape that took place. Previously, yes. or she's previously on Friday the Thirteenth, yeah, which, which makes which Friday makes no 13th. sense because he's wearing his current wardrobe in her flashback, which he did not get that wardrobe until the day of this all attacking. So uh, that makes no goddamn sense how he went from overalls to in this getup, and in the flashback from a few years ago, he looks like how he does now, which he didn't then. He had a dildo and he attacked me with it. Um, it is. It's very silly, but you know we talked about that twice already, and we're gonna keep talking about it. How uh, the timeline for these films it's is just—it's—it's <laughs> it's atrocious. It is not uh, Halloween level of choose your own adventure, but it is—you uh, know—it's—it's it's equally as bad in a different direction. Do your own health and service a favor, and just don't think about it. 
Yeah, just watch them. Yeah. Um, you know, g- go uh, give up a weekend with the Mary Jo Conrad and, uh, you know, start trying to connect the dots or don't. But, yeah, I feel, I feel she just ended up in a fucking asylum just rocking back and forth just <laughs> oh dude no doubt <laughs> like that that's the rest of her life it's it's one of the most depressing endings in the franchise would it have been better if they had just went with that alternate ending and just killed her yes I, you know I mean just, <laughs> just go ahead and pull the bandaid off you know uh, take her out uh, get it over with and, uh, you know, let's move on to part four. Let's move on to Tommy Jarvis. But, uh, yeah, I, I always wanted to see that alternate ending, but unfortunately there's just photos, right? Yeah, I believe there's photos. If there is, I've just, if there is footage, I've fucking missed it. But, yeah, apparently she hears, like, her mom's voice or, some, or uh, no, uh, dude's voice uh, coming from inside. She runs up opens the door it's it's not it's not him it's jason maskless and grabs the top of her head her hair swings the machete and decapitates her the body falls but the head is still hanging by the hair mm-hmm. in his hand that's all shit you can yep. see in the crystal lake memories book as well as the blu-ray set there's some pictures of that in uh, one of my fangorias too from back in the day ah. i would i would imagine you know a set visit and then them just just thinking it was it was going to make it in the movie. That's what's so awesome about those old Fangorias is a lot of those pictures is some of that shit is on the cutting room floor that you never see anywhere else. So uh, shame, shame that that's not something that we can actually scope out on that Shout Factory Screen Factory uh, set. That's that's a yeah. Uh, you know we keep lobbying for all the uncut footage. I don't care how shitty it looks. Yeah, I want it all. You know. Uh, just like Fred Krueger, I want it all. Um, of course you do. <laughs> yep. Open up. <laughs> Who would this be? This this on Blu-ray will last forever. Forever. Uh, but this movie, uh, you know, like we said, kind of follows that uh, 3D trend of the third movie. Did this start it? Of the of the three that I know of between this Amityville and Jaws, did this was this the first one? Eighty-two, right? I don't remember. I believe this came out in eighty two. I think they all three I think they all three came out in eighty two, but I don't know which was first. I know they had to like send out a, a special uh, like equipment to theaters in order to play this, but it was like a like a distributors thing. Like they were gonna like we're gonna send you the equipment to play three D movies, but you hang on to it. Because we're gonna send you more 3D movies. Yeah. And then whenever 3D's it, gonna catch on. Boy. Yeah. Whenever it dies out, you know, you send that shit back. But we're gonna keep 3D <laughs> is the wave of the future, my friend. Because they're terrified no. everyone's gonna be staying at home watching movies. So how we get them in the theaters? Make that shit three-dimensional, dude. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing we're dealing with now with uh, d- uh, streaming. Yeah. You got to make it smell a vision. You know, you got to have a, a player that spits out popcorn. All the amenities, you know. <laughs> I am waiting for when... Well, I guess we have that now with the 4X experience. You have Smell-O-Vision, 3D. You have all the elements working with you there. So we are, we do have that. I was like, I want Smell-O-Vision back. I was like, wait, we kind of fucking do have that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just didn't uh, even know it. It's, it's, it's definitely there, but, uh, uh, you know, it's not for every movie-going experience. No. It seems like it would be, a, you know, sparingly. 
type of deal you would do. But, yeah, uh, very much. But, uh, you know, another thing about this movie, uh, which I talked about in the second one, I talked about how the second one, uh, we lost Tom Savini to do the effects, but there are a few notable effects in the second movie. Uh, same goes for this movie. Tom Savini did not return, but um, there's a handful of really memorable deaths, uh, namely uh, Handstand Homeboy. Uh, I really enjoy that one. And uh, Debbie on the Hammock. You know, pretty <laughs> that, pretty solid gore effects. That's your callback to... Uh... The first movie, and you get like the Baconator. You get you get a fucking Easter egg because she's reading the Fangoria magazine while she's laying in the hammock, which is awesome. I'd love to see. I would have loved to seen after Jason splits that dude in half, him stuffing him in the fucking ceiling over the hammock. <laughs> you had to bring a ladder out or some shit, and he throw it up there and just get it stuck. <laughs> like, oh man, this is gonna be so good. <laughs> I'm gonna get you so good, you fucker. How do you not hear that rumbling and tumbling around like him dragging that corpse even up a ladder while you're taking a shower? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's very stealthy for a hydrocephalic mongoloid. Uses that one good eye to make sure his balance is maintained. Mm-hmm. But this one, we really step up the, uh, hey, look what I've done. You know, Jason with his all his little uh, hanging bodies in various places and doing all these things. Uh, all the way to the barn... You know, where he sticks... Uh, all that barn with no hay in it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, why you got all this hay in? No horses. Um, <laughs> sticks up fox by her neck. That's, and, and that's all part of the 3D gimmick, which... Oh, boy. Does not, did not get a lot of conversions the first time, first, like, two or three times it was transported to DVD and, and Blu-ray. It was just like, what's with these weird fucking angles where you see this, you know... <laughs> The fucking broomstick. Yeah, the broomstick. The fuck. Fu- yeah, the fucking broomstick. The fucking uh, juggling. Fire poker. Yo-yos. Yeah, all this shit. Like, you bunch oh. of yo-yos. And of course, they had to do the pass that joint up here. Whoa, whoa, man, giving it to the audience. Whoa. Guarantee that's what somebody was saying. I was like, this is gonna be cool. Let's let's pass the joint to the audience. Oh man. Dude, and also, when you watch uh, Crystal Lake Memories, they talk about how spot on your mark you had to be to make the 3D technology work. Uh. Imagine sitting in that van, 115 degrees, like, pass that joint right at the camera. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it Six hours later, fucking like, ah, I'm so fucking tired of this. Just, let's just go. Let's do something else. Previous on tape, previously, before tape head, I would have been like, that ain't so bad. But after doing <laughs> tape head, I'd be like... I feel like that fucking Freddy extra in Nightmare 4 where they're like, we've been shooting this for six fucking hours. No, oh, in the, in the uh, uh, water, bed. water bed. Yeah. If you can't get it, that's your fucking it's your problem. problem. <laughs> no shit. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, and when we talked about the second movie, we talked about how Jason was very much uh, human. So he's, he, he kind of, you know, he takes uh, hits to the groin, goes down gets, you know, shoved or, or hit and takes a good tumble, takes a good bump. He's still technically human, but... Yeah, oh yeah. He should be suffering a very large gash in his rotator cuff. <laughs> yeah, can't use that arm for shit. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 I love to make a point of, yeah, he gets the boat propeller shit in his face in six, and that kind of stays, but you, you, that, that wound to the shoulder in part two does not stay like the rest of his... Uh, battle damage does. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, in this movie, uh, like you already said, you know, he goes from it's it's a day later. It's in fact it's the same day, but all of a sudden he's, uh, you know, he, he ate his Wheaties, took his fucking steroids, and now he is prison swole, scarily swole, no neck having motherfucker. Lost the rest of his hair. All the hair that he mm. had just fell out with the machete blast to the shoulder. Maybe maybe he maybe he pulled he pulled the fucking hair out and sewed the wound up with his hair. There it is. You heard it here first. You only hear shit like that on the Deep Cut podcast, and we just solved the fucking mystery. <laughs> I feel I feel better now. I feel, feel vindicated. Yes. Now I was like, oh, that's why he's bald. It's like he had to soak that fucking big gash in his shoulder. Like, like he's fucking Rambo. With <laughs> he is Rambo. He's literally almost wearing Rambo's fatigue shirt. That's true. Uh, which I have a hard time believing that. God damn it, Harold wears that fucking shirt at all. You ever. seen his beer gut? That is definitely something. He <laughs> Bed in. <laughs> he goes to bed in a fucking button-up <laughs> olive green shirt. No pants, yeah. Tidy whities in that green shirt. White they hates fly it. eggs. <laughs> you smell terrible. God damn it. Why and, the um, fuck you wearing that thing to bed in? You haven't fit in that shirt in 12 fucking years. Let me just, you know, I've always thought this was weird. Since we're going back with fucking Harold and whatever Edna or whatever her fucking name is uh the way she talks and everything she does you know she's doing she's doing a character obviously but she looks so young compared to Harold that I'm like I have a hard time believing that you're supposed to be an old lady she looks like she's fucking 22 with hair curlers in (laughs) I'm like what the fuck's happening? Here? Maybe she is, and she thought he was like a fucking uh, suave older dude, and she's got daddy issues. And like, he owns his own store. We're going places. I ain't got to deal with this shit no more, ma. I'm with my new man now. He has a mustache. God damn it! Hey, and I'm gonna go for a ride. Looks like Mario. <laughs> yeah, he he owns his own grocery store in his fucking garage out back. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's all the fucking inventory. <laughs> That might be where Corona started right there, dude, just stamping, grazing, as they would say, off all the inventory. <laughs> Which, even as a kid, right, uh, I don't know if it ever worked for you, but even as a kid watching this on, like, USA Up all night, I'm like, that is not a fucking grocery store. Like, <laughs> this is a garage. I watched it and I was like, man, I can't wait to work in a grocery store so I can just eat shit randomly all over the place. <laughs> it's a 12-pack of donuts. There's only nine of them. <laughs> All right, give me uh, that's five bucks. There's only nine of the twelve. Three fifty. Give me three fifty. Three sixty nine. Give me three sixty nine. Give me three sixty nine. It's a good picture. It's a real good deal. It's a good, real good deal. Those are good donuts. Good donuts. Give me a good, good, good deal. Give me a good deal. Like donuts. You like, I like sugar. I like sugar. We open up last chance donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking donut's got a bite out of them. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, but yeah. So I always thought she was weird. Uh, and also, her death really confuses me. Every time I watch it, I'm like, okay, so Jason's covering her mouth with this hand, but then he's got the sewing needle with this hand. Is it, It's like, it's a weird, like, so he's got a hold of her mouth, and he brings the sewing needle in, in front and stabs in between his fingers to stab her in the mouth. Yeah. Or it's implied that he's stabbing her in the back of the head, and it's coming out of, it, it's just like, your arms don't work like that. Like, when I look at it, I'm like, people's arms aren't, like, you can't hold somebody like that. It always has always bothered me. 
looking at it. it well, he can move that know. one arm better because he has a gaping hole slashing <laughs> in it. So it's kind of a right, it's kind of flimsy. So it's like it's stretch Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, he can wrap all the way around because he's got this gap that is it's like a crease that it opens up like a V. That's gross. Yeah, he's fucking separating his heart. You can. <laughs> and it sounds like a tree cracking when he does it. Like. God damn, get the rib spreader. Yep. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He don't I never feel really anything. thought of that. Pain don't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> right boot. Um And that's another thing with this movie. Uh where we kinda we kinda move into this territory where uh we think we're gonna get Final Girl and Final Guy. Because Friday the thirteenth, the 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 later movies tend to give us a final girl and a final guy. Or sometimes multiple final girls and final guys later yeah. down the road, right? Uh, letting way too many people live for no goddamn reason. No goddamn reason. And this movie sets it up like Paul is or not Paul, uh, Rick is going to be the uh, the tough guy, the saving grace. Rick, when they get to the- Rick would beat the shit out of part two Jason, just, just Oh saying. my god, starch him. Yeah. <laughs> Rick is a country boy. Two, you know? it'd be, yeah, it's, it's that classic two hits. He hits Jason, Jason fucking hits the deck. Dude, he is super swole. That's a Paul Kratka, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and even to this day, I'm like, I wouldn't pick a fight with that dude, and he's like 65. Because they call him crack ya, because one crack, I'll crack ya right upside the jaw. <laughs> yeah, well, and, you know, he has that, uh, uh, for the ladies, you know, he's got that scene where he's pulling up all the hay with his shirt on. And you get a good glimpse of uh, why you don't want to mess with Paul Kratka. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing this shit for fun. He's like, who knows why the hell he wants that hay up there? He's just doing it to do it. I don't know why. And then he's pulling yeah. her up like, she, yeah, she's, what, 108 pounds? If we go what, by Batman yeah. logic? He's just, yeah. yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This ain't nothing. This ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, which it gets, it, the movie... Uh, picks up pace really quickly where you have uh, Shelly and and the rest of the the vacationers <laughs> the coming to this house. <laughs> yeah, the, the mis- misfits, whatever you want to call them. Um, they, they get to this fucking Higgins Haven. Shelly strikes out with Vera. Which, Vera, I... We, we started it last week. I don't know if you have one, but I... You know, minus you know her dumbass questions moments before her death, I totally give Vera the uh, the brown panty achievement for this movie of like, oh, she didn't need to die. Mm. It's not like she fucking and, and she and like you could be like, well, she turned fucking Shelly down. I was like, but she fucking was cool about it. She wasn't fucking yeah. Melissa from Part Seven. Like, at least I gave you a chance. She was just mm-hmm. like, don't don't embarrass yourself. Don't no, I'm just not interested. Uh, well, I mean, mine is, is close, but mine is uh, for Chili. <laughs> uh, you know, she she's just an older stoner gal, which we got to talk about the fact that Chili and Chuck are, like, fucking way too old to be hanging out with these kids. But uh, We all know that um, type of person, though, that's, like, hanging way hanging out out of their age demographic because they still think it's cool. <laughs> my, hand, my hand is raised. <laughs> <laughs> no one can see that. It's a podcast. Right. Um, but... Very quickly, you know, Shelly gets turned down, and then Vera decides she's got to leave, which they they never really introduce Vera or Shelly 
to Paul, or not, why do I keep wanting to say Paul? Because his real name's Paul Kraka, to, uh, yeah. uh, to Rick. So they just basically walk up on Rick and they're like, hey man, we need to get out of here. And he just gives them the keys to his car. Like, he's never met these fucking people in his life. <laughs> That's Felicia shit right there. I need to borrow your car right quick. <laughs> yeah, right quick. And Rick, he's like, what and, kind of uh, shit is that? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, they, they steal the car or borrow the car and go to the supermarket where they get into this uh, altercation with the biker gang. And, gang. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, crew, whatever you want to call them. They're the most and, non-threatening, threatening. Like, when your gang, is, one of their lines is, hey, babe, chill, don't worry, no one's going to get hurt. You kind of lose a bit. Of, like, the worst you're going to do is, like, let's just cycle the gas so they can't leave here. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, but then they were going to burn down burn down the barn, which is, uh, you know, pretty malicious. But, uh, I guess. Um, well, you know. Is it even their barn? <laughs> no, well, it's it's uh, Chris Higgins' parents' barn, I suppose. But uh, I'm sure they got that shit insured. What they, what the, what's that going to be out like forty bucks? Right, because there's no horses in there. Yeah, so. <laughs> antique farm equipment. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, that's when we get introduced to the the biker crew, if you will, and then we get the secondary, we get the B storyline, the flat soda storyline of them <laughs> feeling uh, disrespected, so they got to come exact revenge. And uh, Jason makes short work of them very, very quick, and, you know, uh, except for, why, why am I blanking on his name? Spider, or whatever the fuck his name is. The same guy that plays the one of the bouncers in Fright Night. Yeah. <laughs> just like, shit, I can't get away from these things. Mm-hmm. He just gets, what, KO'd or something with something upside of his head? We think oh, he gets hit with a wrench, right? He gets he gets rush busted. Oh yeah, and we assume and we assume he's dead. Spoiler, spoiler! He comes out later, which if he's early hit with a wrench like three or four times, he should be coming out of that fucking part of the shed like, <laughs> uh, like a uh, 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 Michael Roker and fucking Belko experiment, big old dent in his fucking forehead. <laughs> what yep. would you do? What would you would you do? Help me! <laughs> Teeth hanging out and shit. I, <laughs> Just all I smell toast. <laughs> yeah, a traumatic brain injury, but he comes out like a champ. He's useless. Good God, is he useless? He lays unconscious in the barn for fucking seventy-two minutes and then jumps out. <laughs> Gets get his finished arm off. off. Yeah, he buys yeah. buys like two minutes of time. Where you at, you bastard? I got you, you bastard. Because <laughs> Jason's going to keep whacking at him to make sure he's dead this time. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to make the same mistake twice, goddammit. <laughs> that, that brain is mush by the time he is done smashing that thing in the second time around. Like, it, it looks like uh, Sin City when he's done with it. Just bro- brains and bone matter. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's another thing about Jason in this movie. We were talking about kind of like his... Uh, his size right but not only his size in this movie he's very angry right like when he goes and he's uh in the barn when he when he finally locks chris higgins in the barn mm-hmm. and he's fucking throwing shit around goddamn like kids were these fucking kids yeah you get this clear sense of like he's frustrated and kind of reminds me of the original texas chainsaw massacre after leatherface uh kills uh pam Hangs her on the meat hook and kills the boyfriend with the hammer. Like, How the, he goes to the, the goes to the, the window. Rest of them. Uh. Yeah, 
where where do these motherfuckers keep coming from? Like real frustrated and uh, like. <laughs> I guess I'm just going to keep dealing with it. And so Jason is, he kind of stomps around and throws little temper tantrums. But uh, he's hes really intimidating in this movie. Jason, played by the late Richard Brooker, which we almost got to meet him before he uh, uh, so passed close. away. How do you like his portrayal of the J-Man in this movie? I know we're, getting, we're coming up to your favorite one, but how do you like uh, the first donning of the hockey mask, Mr. Brooker? Well, you know, I'll be honest. He kind of lays the foundation for the the kind of thick, plodding movement that that every other actor sort of adopted, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I have nothing against this portrayal. This is one of, like, when I was a kid, I would watch this one all the time. Um, Really, that last, like, 30 minutes of the movie is so intense and so iconic with uh, you know him getting his hands rolled up in the window and bashing the window out with his head and stuff. So awesome. Chase, chasing her down that little like creek. Yep. Um, and he's running, full, full-blown running, like we were talking about uh, two weeks ago. And uh, the whole scene when she hides herself in the closet in Higgins Haven, and he, you know, that cardboard door or whatever. Balsa wood. Yeah, but it's you know. He is intimidating as fuck. The only time he even slightly loses intimidation factor is in that exact scene when Chris starts swinging that knife at him and he's like, whoa, whoa, you know what I mean? He's like, because he's human still. He's like, shit, 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 shit. Yep. And then she sticks him in the fucking leg. (laughs) And he is such a, he was such a very proper, you know, like British sounding man. And you see the yes. interviews he did with him, like he's like like you wouldn't think he would lower himself to be in a horror movie. Yeah, sitting there, uh, smoking his pipe. <laughs> yeah, looking down on you like mm, you people, so entertaining. Yeah, but he uh, he really embraced the role, embraced uh, the fandom, if you will. You know, a couple weeks ago we talked about Betsy Palmer not really uh, adopting the fan base until way late. Uh, in in her life, finally coming to terms with it and being like, oh my god, all these people really love my portrayal of Mrs. Voorhees, but uh, they don't know anything else I've even did. But Broker, on the other hand, he uh, never tried to shy away from the fact that he was Jason, and uh, you know I think he did regret turning down Part Four because I think they asked him to really? do Part Four, and he's yeah, I think they asked him to do Part Four, and he said, mm, mm. I don't know. I don't know about then, that, Wayne. <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. I think I'm going to do yeah. something else. Yeah, and, uh, you know, if only he knew back then what he, you know, found out later that... Uh, he could have been the original Kane Hodder. Like, I'm going to keep playing Jason. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's a... I don't know if he was a stunt man, but he was a very big, imposing dude who uh, played the role perfectly. Uh, did everything that was asked of him and did it amazingly. So uh, I love him as Jason, 100%. Yeah, he's uh, he's an imposing dude. And man, that face reveal is, uh, it, it looks kind of slothish a little bit, but he is still yeah. like a creepy, particularly that dream sequence ending. Jesus Christ, that is horrifying. Mm. What I What I like about that is when he's hanging and he does the face reveal, and she recognizes who he is. There's almost like a smile on his face, like, uh-huh, yeah. 
Almost hey, that baby. son of a bitch, you remember me. <laughs> yeah, you remember me? He got his Creighton Duke on before Creighton Duke was Creighton Duke. <laughs> you swallowed. <laughs> I came in you. I'm gonna Gale do swallows. it again. <laughs> I remember that good time. <laughs> Which, yeah, uh, you know, as a kid, all that stuff went straight over my head, right? But uh, once you get a little older, you're like, oh man, they're talking about Jason, like, straight up diddling her. <laughs> and, uh. Yeah. First and only time we see Jason with a sex drive. Yeah, well. You know, early franchise stuff, still kind of figuring out where they're going. But like you said in part two, he's got a shitter, so he's he's going to the bathroom. <laughs> like he's, I think he's trying to figure out. I'm I human, I human, right? Human, human, human poo in this, uh, and 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 I go ah in, in her. I do uh, in her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I human. I'm gonna get a job now. Yeah, <laughs> he's a, a park ranger. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> I wildlife conservatives, conservatives. I protect the animals, and then I eat them. I think in uh, two and three, he's trying to figure out what what is normal, right? Like trying to be normal, and he just keeps getting interrupted by people, <laughs> and he's like, "Fucking, I'm gonna kill them all." He's in his he's in his mid thirties. He's trying to figure life out, you know. Figure what out yeah. what he wants to do with the rest of his time, and yeah, <laughs> these insects keep just invading his home. Yep, and uh, so that's that's a fresh take on that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're figuring things out today. We you didn't even know yes. it. Answer is being found. First thing in the morning when you got your rock star uh, fruit punch, <laughs> I'm I'm good to go. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, dude, um, he does a great job in this movie. Uh, there's a couple other really uh, notable things that I kind of wanted to bring up, which uh, include Debbie, the girl who dies in the hammock. Um, they they let on very early in the movie that she's pregnant. Like, is she really, or is she like, like they? She says like that's what happens when you're pregnant, but like, is she or is she fucking around with them? I think I think she is pregnant, and I think that makes it even more gnarly because uh, you know. Jason doesn't give two fucks and uh, takes her out. I think so, she's fucking with him. I don't think she, I think she's bullshit. Because not only is she doing a gratuitous amount of drugs, <laughs> but uh, you know, then she takes a, a knife to the sternum. So and now she's like a news reporter. So it's like, and that's even weirder to be like, to like turn on your local news right now. Any any wherever you are, turn on your local news. The first news woman you see on there, and then like, can you picture her? Fucking in a hammock, seeing her boob boobage <laughs> in a shower, and getting a machete through her while she's also uh, partaking in narcotics. <laughs> I mean, maybe today you can, but I guess I think anything post 1993 uh, is more believable. But before then, like uh, news reporters are like teachers, man. They ain't got no wild side to them, right? <laughs> Good point. But yeah, uh, she uh, she moved on and. That Does was news now. That was and, that, uh, that was literally a catching myself in real time going, yeah, I guess there's like, that's a whole meme thing of like teachers that are like tagging their own kids in classes now and shit. And, like, and we didn't have a single teacher that looked under 65 when we were in school. All of my teachers looked like uh, Mrs. Man from Scary Movie. So. Ball Bricker uh, from Porky's. <laughs> yeah. I uh, 
even if I wanted to, I wouldn't have. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that, you just caught that in real time. You know, oh, yeah, that's not really a thing anymore. But that was a thing when we were young. Yep. 30 years ago. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> 30 years ago, we were only eight. Good lord. Um, so, if you had to pick one off the top of your head, favorite kill in this movie? <laughs> Uh, just because it's, uh, I don't know why, it just, it's silly as shit, but the uh, Chuck getting uh, electrocuted. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just I like, he kind of looks like, it kind of gives me a little bit of commando vibe there when uh, when Bennett gets thrown into the fencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's, it just, it's silly. It's silly, and like anytime you can have sparks and shit flying like that, it just makes it funnier, just like in... Uh, yes. Just like in um, your uh, your personal one of your personal favorite movies with the electrified uh, bed frame, mm-hmm. slaughter high for life, dude. <laughs> that shit is just hysterical. I don't know what it is, but like throwing a dummy off a roof and electrocuting people in movies are just hilarious. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Chili's death because uh, her her lead up to her death makes me laugh so hard when she. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know what. When she gets stabbed. Shelly's so. dead! Huh? When she gets stabbed, then I feel like Pee Wee Herman wrote down her entire death. I was like, I'm gonna use that shit one day. Just. Kill him a lot. <laughs> like, she dies forever. And I always thought, still to this day, that the tip of that hot poker after it goes through her just looks like it's wrapped in aluminum foil. I don't know what it is about the tip of that hot poker. I'm just like, what is, what's going on with that? It literally looks like aluminum foil. Like they didn't have a prop. <laughs> they may not have, you know, no, you know how hard it is to split a fire poker in half? <laughs> I, I honestly don't. Me either. So they're probably like, just, just, just make something up. <laughs> Get a get a dowel rod, spray paint it black, and put a fucking Rick uh, bend this know. thing in half and, and break it so we can have it <laughs> in, in two parts. Rick smash! You seen you lift them hay bales up? Don't pretend like you can't do it. Bend this fucking thing in half. Yeah, he's a fucking beast for sure. <laughs> and of course, you know he's got the most famous, I think, death of the movie in the, in, the, oh. in this in this uh, setup because he has the eyeball thing. Mm-hmm. It is a really good one, and uh, what's cool about it too is. Again, I talked about it um, in the first Friday the 13th. Um, anytime there's a scene where someone goes missing or there's a fortification happening in the Friday the 13th movie, uh, they keep the camera close, and then they hit that wide. And whenever they hit that wide, you know somebody is going through the big window that's in the shot. And uh, they sure as shit do that in this movie too. But before he goes through the window... That's one of my all-time favorite shots across the board, franchise-wise. The pan it's back. Being, yeah, when she's like, uh, yeah. you know, just give me, just give me a second, and I'll go with you. And he goes out the door anyway. She does. She finishes what she's doing. So in a matter of seconds, and then opens up that door, and the wind is so furious, you know, because a storm's Rick. moving in. Yeah, a storm. His storm. So she's yelling for Rick. The camera kind of pulls back off of her, and we see Rick is being held like a bitch. by Jason. Oh, dude. And Jason is like, you know, 
Rick can't do anything. That's how you know Jason's a yeah. fucking beefcake. Yeah, that, yeah. When I say he's holding him like a bitch, it's like yeah, because he shouldn't be able to hold Rick like a bitch, but he is because mm-hmm. he's that fucking like insanely strong. Mm-hmm. And I love that dude, and picks him up by his head. Ah, that noise he makes right before his eye pops out. He gives him, ah! he gives him the Kona Crusher on the head and eyeball spew right in the camera. And man, that, that guy that works every time, especially someone that's not seen the movie before. They're like, oh shit, you almost want to mm-hmm. duck it. Yep, uh, flings it right at the camera in 2D, not nearly as effective because you can see the Still pretty uh, good. Uh, fishing line. It yeah, is, it's, yeah. It's like the fishing. It's the fishing line from Elm Street. You can still see, but it still looks cool. Right, um, and that's uh, one of two eye trauma deaths in this movie, and the other one being Vera, who takes the uh, fucking uh, harpoon, harpoon gun. to the eye. <laughs> well, you also have the uh, new crazy Ralph with an eyeball in his hand. Oh yeah, I have warned thee. How do you like the Ralph replacement with this guy that we never see ever again? Nah, he's just an afterthought, you know. You think Jason gave him that eye? No, I don't know what's happening with that. That's a weird thing. I found this this morning. There were other parts of the body. Should have had Buck Flower play him, and then I would have been okay with it. The crazy <laughs> driver got yeah. his eye. I pulled that bastard's eye out. That's a pretty good Buck Flower. Holy fuck, dude. Very good. Educated idiot. Discomplected afterbirth of a Chinese gangbang. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Just be a part of the winning team. Yeah, I should only float down the gutter so I can piss on you. <laughs> Catch you later, boys. Whoop. Yeah, there was a lot of They Live references, but uh, I'll allow it. <laughs> because it's Buck and he's here to fuck. Yes, uh, Buck Flower, rest in peace. One of the most underrated character actors of all time, right up there with uh, Mr. Putterman himself. If only we could have got a Jay and Silent Bob level strike back movie with those two together. Oh my god. I'm sure Roger Corman put them both in movies together. We just have to find them. But not in the background, I want them in the foreground. Mm, like, yeah, of the leads. <laughs> I want them as just two disgruntled trash men. Dealing with adventures in a, in a neighborhood for a day. Yeah, I know you hate cul-de-sacs. I hear it all the time. <laughs> yeah, because there's no way out. And I'm a great bowler. <laughs> um, Goddamn foreign cars. All right, we spent about 40 minutes rambling about Friday the 13th Part 3. So what does that mean, Evil? It's time to get nasty. It's time to get rapey. It's time for the Amazon One Star Review. First up, we got George Saltis. He's salty. <laughs> On July 3rd, 2019. Good day. It's a good day. Yeah. Oh, July 3rd. He says one star. Bummer. <laughs> Bummer. Not sure why, but the 3D glasses only serve to make me see double. <laughs> and I don't drink. No, sir, I don't like it. This, I love this one. This is from Wits End. Oh. December 31st. December 31st, 2016. One star. Nudity unnecessary. 
There's barely, there's like half a nipple in this movie. And it's unnecessary, Roger. It's unnecessary. No nudity is unnecessary. <laughs> Andy could have had his dick flopping around. Could have tied his yo-yo to the, to his dick and I would have been like, that belongs in the movie. Helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I'd love to see that get by the MPAA. Like, what is this scene about? Like, he's just having fun. He's high off his fucking gourd and he's um, playing with his yo yo. <laughs> Both of his yo yos. <laughs> Alright. Next on up, last one we have here Hillbilly Goat. Oh. On January 5th, 2011, says one star. Crappy. Never buy 3D movies unless it says Blu-ray 3D. Never made it to the end. I was expecting too much for a low-priced movie. Price was great. I was just let down because I bought a 3D HD TV for Christmas. It still is a great movie, but set aside to watch it, to watch it, but set it aside to watch real 3D movies. Mm. That dude is bitter, but he likes the movie. He just doesn't like the 3D. Yeah, he loves the movie, but he just doesn't okay. like the 3D element to it. So for that reason, he's going to give the entire movie one star because I didn't find uh, the separate Friday the 13th 3 and 3D versions to get one stars for. It's just Friday the 13th gotcha. Part 3 3D. So it's just the the one everyone gets, but he's just like, fuck that movie. But I love it. Hillbilly Goat. I don't like the technical aspects. I wouldn't suspect a dude named Hillbilly Goat to be like, I want the highest quality TV there is. <laughs> Hillbilly Goat sounds like he should have something that still has a uh, foil on the fucking rabbit ears. <laughs> yeah, he's got the fucking fat dude's TV from Creepshow 2. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Wood trim, well, I mean, weighs 900 pounds, has two colors. <laughs> Black and white. Yeah. <laughs> he prefers the he prefers the white. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Probably with a name like Hillbilly Goat, <laughs> you piece of shit. Are we assuming too much there? Maybe. I don't think so. I think we're probably pretty spot on. But uh, <laughs> I suppose now that we're done with the Amazon one star reviews, it's time to move on to another segment. Is that segment where we play the game? It could be. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. It's all about the game. How you play it, goddamn silly? Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> See, when you do the Lemmy voice, it makes me want to clear my throat. Uh, I, I have I to clear. Like... I have to pre-clear before I go into it, and then it's like, mm, mm. yeah, I'm getting out of it. I will never stop referencing the Primatine joke from uh, Ninja Turtles because I have a I c- clearly have to just clear my throat constantly, <laughs> which makes these podcasts a motherfucker because I have to edit out every time. I'm like, <clears throat> <clears throat> huh, uh-huh. yeah, but uh, <laughs> and then you got re- you got wrecked by his hair. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the hair realization. Uh, yes. Yes. The, that he used to to sew himself up with. No, that Casey Jones didn't have any hair. Oh, no. Yeah, that really still bothers me. Casey Jones. You did not know that for years. years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, spoiler alert for any uh, Ninja Turtle fans. Dun, dun, dun. Elias Coteus' hair 
in the Ninja Turtles 90 movie is a wig. But it looks real. I, dude. I didn't know it either, I, but I wasn't quite as shell-shocked, uh, appropriately pun, as you was <laughs> when you heard that. I was like, that really huh, fucks oh. me up. <laughs> like, like, like uh, you had hopes, like, I can still become a vigilante with flowing <laughs> locks of hair and a hockey mask oh, and no. fuck up criminals. Oh, no. I literally have Elias Coteus's fucking hairline. It's <laughs> So it should inspire look- you more now. <laughs> yeah, to get hair plugs. Yeah, um, and a couple of cricket bats. Yeah. Nobody understands cricket. You gotta understand crumpet. You understand cricket. But as far as a prop goes, uh, if you've been hanging out with us, you know how this goes. Pick a prop from the movie. Don't make it a, a super well-known prop. Pick something that is a deep cut. That's why you're listening to the Deep Cut Podcast. So, Evil, do you have one in mind right off the bat? You ready to go? Uh, I'm torn between two, actually. Uh, one, I want the, I want fucking Rick's eye. <laughs> just because I think it'd be fun to have Rick's eye. Yes. But the second one, just because of the story we personally have, I want uh, Shelly's mom's photo in his wallet. <laughs> Because that's apparently his real mom. And we saw the screening with Shelly and uh, Doug Benson. There was a uh, interestingly uh, Ooh, interesting exchange between the two where they're doing commentary over the movie while we're watching it. And they pull the wallet out and Shelly uh, says, like, oh, that's my real mom in that photo. And Doug goes, oh, she's hot. And fucking he cuts them off me like, don't. Don't do Don't talk about that way about my mom's. Uh, I don't like Doug Benson. So I'm going to... That uh, screening further cemented it for me. I just think he's kind of an arrogant fuck. But uh, <laughs> I think he's me. I think he's a hair too faced. Yeah, a little bit. A hair like he's a little bit too. Um, for being the biggest pothead he's supposed to be, kind of you know, angry. Yeah, seems uh, like a bitter, yeah, bitter piece of shit man. But <laughs> the type that would really remember to hold a grudge. When he yeah. should be like, yeah, oh well. Yeah. But maybe I'm just bitter because he got to be in the last Blockbuster documentary. I don't think so. Cause no, because you didn't him like him before. Years man. before. Yeah. Yeah. After that screening, you were like, he was kind of a fuck, wasn't he? And, and Larry, kind of like, we totally, like, I think he put Larry Zerner in a shit mood. Mm hmm. Because Larry is not a bad guy. Let's go ahead. You know, I mean, we don't care for the character of Shelly all that much. But you're not supposed kind of root- to. <laughs> yeah, you root for him just a little bit. But, uh, yeah. you know, Larry Zerner, a- as a man, is a, a, a great person. Yeah. Uh, even if he even if he uh, shits on your dreams just a little bit. <laughs> what do you guys plan to do? No one's going to buy hockey masks for him. Yeah. You can't do that. And, uh, you know. So when we meet him out, again, when we meet again, we'll tell him, like, yeah, we're running a YouTube channel. Remember, because you told us hockey masks weren't a, good invi- weren't a good future to invest in. So now we do this. <laughs> yeah. So now we, we do another harebrained scheme. And a podcast, but uh, now as far as my prop for this movie, boy, there's there's plenty. There's plenty of uh, really weird, silly props. You know what? When I uh, thought you would pick, hmm. I when I when going through the movie, I'm like, you know what? I feel a deep enough cut that I feel he would pick would be the fucking rope. That's good. Yeah, the old that chokes Jason. Yeah. That's not and then he lifts up the 100-pound hay bales. Um, just because it's been so funny at the beginning of the podcast, I I almost want to go, 
I want to go with the box of donuts that's missing a donut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All moldy and... <laughs> they probably still look pristine, really. Oh, yeah, because of all the preservatives. Yeah, put them in the counter. I put them in the uh, video store. It, maybe the dayfly eggs would be more better suited on the shelf. That's that's good, too. Here's, here is what I want. Fuck it all. What I want is uh, I want Harold's tidy whities but he's <laughs> drops around his ankles when he's more taking a shit. More like tidy brownies. Oh, yeah, because he doesn't even wipe his ass. That dude is straight trifling. No, like, he he, carry, he has beer stored in the fucking tank of his toilet. <laughs> That's some Black Christmas shit right there. That, yeah. <laughs> That's a dude who's drinking every day and trying to hide it. Mm-hmm. I do that with candy bars. Like, uh, <laughs> You have candy you in your know, toilet? I do. No, uh, straight up, I'm going to out myself. It was because my, I think I've told you this story before, but uh, your you wife know, doesn't listen uh, to this podcast, does she? A little bit, but I, I've told her this story, so ah. I, I outed myself. So a few years back, I was real heavy, and, I, and I'm working on it. I'm, I'm getting getting down again because I, I used to be in really good shape, but then I'm kind of like a balloon. I like deflate and then I get big, and I deflate and I get big. Um, you kind of have uh, like we were talking the other we were talking uh, a little while back. You kind of have, uh, to me, like a, a good Samoa Joe build. Like, <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Like, definitely, like, not 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 a, like a super trim guy, but not an overweight guy. Just like a fucking solid brick shit house. Like, <laughs> like from the fucking fist to the forearm, the shoulders, everything. Like everything is fucking like nothing is flabby. Everything is just massive and heavy. <laughs> I appreciate. That. I I'm fear getting on... punched by you. Truly. I... <laughs> I, I can hit like a motherfucker, but uh, I yeah I believe it. So so here's how this goes. A few years ago, uh, I was kind of struggling with my weight and kind of have like a little uh, eating disorder type of deal. Uh, here we go, just gonna out myself. And uh, the wife and I would be hanging out of an evening, and I would be like, you know what? I'm, I'm really craving like a soda and a candy bar. And my wife would be like, yeah, me too. Get me a soda and a candy bar run out to the gas station because you know evil and i we we both do this we both get a sweet tooth and decide i'm gonna run to the local gas station just like grab a, myself some chocolate it's like a 10 minute drive it's like no yeah it's it's just right here so for a very brief period of time this is what i consider this is the closest to like cheating on my wife i have ever come uh i would go to the gas station i'd get her a soda i'd get me a soda i'd grab a candy bar for her but i would grab two candy bars for me and I would eat one candy bar in the car on the way home. And I didn't tell her about that for fucking years, right? Because I would, like, every weekend would be like, hey, let's go grab a candy bar and a soda. And I would eat two candy bars. And then finally one day, it was like the weight of the world was on me. And I was like, all right, I got I to gotta come clean. I've been eating two candy bars every time I go to the store. Which is the most, the most fucking adorable, like, that's your confession. Yeah, and that's basically her thing. She was like, oh, my God, it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, but it is to me. I'm a, I'm a chunky boy. I shouldn't be eating two candy bars, you know, on a fucking almost weekly basis. <laughs> like, uh, so so that was, that happened. That's a thing that happened. I'm outing myself. <laughs> mm, that's not too bad, though, sir. <laughs> um, same area for me. I'll go and buy a bunch of uh, anniversary cards and put them in my glove box. <laughs> That's genius. 
So if ever I forget a forget an anniversary or a birthday or whatever particular reason, or even it's just like a no no reason type thing, like, hey, I got you something. I forgot it's in the car. Give me a minute. <laughs> scribble, scribble, scribble. Love you, XOXOXO. <laughs> yeah, they imply that that's a lot of thought process. But that's a married man uh, trick right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's genius, dude. I might uh, adopt that. Get, I might get like one of everything, like a birthday for my daughter, birthday for my son, like happy anniversary. You forget everything birthday. in the car, Roger. What's up with that? <laughs> I, I got I just, I didn't forget anything. I just want to run and grab an energy drink real quick. Mm. <laughs> you know, uh, or I left my, I left the milk in the car. Let me, <laughs> let me go out to the car right quick. But, but that's that's pretty smart. Um, that's a gallon of cheese now. Oh, don't sick. Uh, but as far as final thoughts for this movie goes, because we've each given a prop and we went through the Amazon one star reviews, uh, my final thoughts are: Do it. This is a <laughs> yeah, do it. This is a great movie. Um, this is the beginning of Hockey Mask Jason. Sets the tone a little bit. Uh, does feel it, it does feel old. I don't know what it is about it, whether it's the disco music. or That's what it what. is, and that's the thing we didn't mention about this movie, that is the hidden gem of it, which is why I put it in the recommend of highs, because this has the Jason disco theme song, and it fucking rocks. It does rock. But it, whatever it is, whether it's the it's the disco music, the fashion, the just the, the overall look of the film feels old and certain movies in this franchise feel older than other ones which we already have talked about and will continue to talk about but uh <laughs> that's all uh director of photography and director preference anyway you so, might, you uh, might think we, you might say we were gonna be talking about this for another 10 episodes holy moly that's true but uh i suppose on that note we should probably get going because after all it's a lot of movies out there and somebody's gotta watch them so why not us Right? In 3D. In 3D.